0: The Horror Horrorphoria Podcast
1: Don't touch that dial
0: Andy Gillian and John Richards are your hosts of this weekly podcast to rate and review horror movies Is it good? Is it bad? Ah! Is it a classic? Find out now <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Horrorphoria Podcast It is Friday, July 17th of 2020 Episode number 70 Broadcasting from our... That's a great way to get rid of a club
1: full of people studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilley. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get to that. Yeah, indeed. Kind of a harvesting of of everyone. Yeah, that's... Spoiler. That's what was happening in today's movie. Yeah, very good. Uh, Any big plans this weekend? No, no, nothing out of the ordinary this weekend. How about yourself? Uh, I don't know.
0: Just still trying to figure that It's supposed to be hot around here and, like, off and on rain, so I, I, I'm not really going to make any huge plans. I'd like to do some fishing. Oh,
1: really? Yes. I know you're a fisherman.
0: Hey, man, I'm from San Diego. We had water. We yeah. had fish.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so... Mm, horror movie news horror movie news Uh, Mick Taylor the xenophobic uh, Australian killer from one of my favorite horror franchises Wolf Creek will be coming back to the big and small screen soon According to Horror, John Jarrett, the actor who plays the sinister Mick Taylor, said in a Facebook post, I have received an overwhelming amount of me- messages about Wolf Creek 3, the season, and the movie. Greg McLean and I have uh, both pro- have projects in the works, uh, but unfortunately, COVID-19 is the world at a sans- standstill. I promise to keep you updated as we try our best to get through these tough times. So, much like The Evil Dead, I've loved pretty much everything Wolf Creek, and I actually have watched these TV shows. Mm-hmm. I hate watching television series, you know that. Oh, yeah. Uh, this one in Ash versus Evil Dead were the uh, exceptions to that. Uh, John Jarrett, he's actually a really nice guy. Uh, and didn't gra- he start out as a like a home and garden <laughs> he's guy a great in Gardner, Australia? Man, yeah, he, he was on the Australian <laughs> version of Better Homes and Gardens TV show. Oh my god, uh, it's a little jarring to see him if you only know him as Mick, as, uh, Mick Taylor uh, talking about begonias with some nice older lady. You're like uh, you know wondering when he's gonna gonna stab her or something. Yeah, but, if you've seen him first in Wolf Creek, yeah. yeah,
0: he is a sadistic
1: dude in that movie. Yeah, man. Mick Taylor. Killer, is a very sadistic killer great great uh, great villain in in, uh, in that movie I love Wolf Creek so I'll be uh, excited to see this uh, once we get through all, all the stuff and uh, they can actually film it
0: mm-hmm.
1: so apparently uh, both a movie and a, uh, a TV show coming out of that so that should be interesting that'll be fun You ever played Dungeons and Dragons? You never got into that. No, never. Well, I didn't. I actually still do. Uh, A24 (laughs) is releasing a tabletop role-playing game based on their upcoming Green Knight movie. According to BloodyDisgusting.com and a uh, retro commercial produced by A24 to promote the game, uh, the Green Knight is an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend. The Green Knight tells the story of Sir Gawain, who is being played by Dev Patel. Uh, King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous Green Knight a gigantic emerald skilled strainer stranger and tester of men. So the game which uh, it's going to include character sheets, a 20-sided die of course. Uh it's being released in a box that is very reminiscent of the old d d box from the 80s which is uh, when I started playing. Mm-hmm. Uh well, it's going to come out August 7th be priced about 35 bucks. Nice. Yeah, cool. actually
0: I saw the tre- teaser to that like a couple of months ago. Actually it mm-hmm. looks really interesting because it was yeah, very really.
1: uh very vague. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it, it looks like a cool movie. I'm gonna, And it's A24, so no, there it's probably going to be cool. Uh, third season, The Last Drive and Joe Bob Briggs coming to Shutter. Mm, Uh yes, New season will air in 2021. They'll be releasing a summer sleepover double feature, which will feature horror filmmaker Adam Green, uh, who did the Hatchet and Frozen franchises. Uh, and obviously not the, the Frozen with Elsa and, the, and that snowman, but uh, the horror Frozen. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long movie. time.
0: I've seen bits and pieces of that Frozen, but... I just uh, recently watched Hatchet and then like uh, Victor Crowley. So I've yeah. I've seen one in five. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious of which one they'll pull from that. But, uh,
1: you know, I'm sure since Adam Green's going to be on it, they're going to feature one of those. Right. Yeah. Oh. Should, should be should uh, be pretty cool. I'll have to check that out. You've been watching some of the second season here, right? I watched every yeah, week. you watch every one? Yeah. yeah. That's right. I haven't uh, been able to catch it this year yet. That's where I learned about blood-sucking freaks. And that's right. And how much I really dislike Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> that's right. Okay, yeah, you, yeah. I knew you were watching that, so I'll have to check out. Uh, I'll have to get caught up on Joe Bob Briggs' uh, last drive-in soon. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Trivia? No, I have one more piece of... Uh, oh, you have some horror movie news. I won one. Just okay. one, and I didn't throw this at you because I think
0: I knew you'd be excited. Uh, I got on the Instagram last night, and... Uh, Damien Leone, the director of Terrifier 2, says, Oh, yeah. A teaser, a 30 second teaser was supposed to come out soon. Yeah. But it's actually going to be a one minute
1: trailer. Oh, really? Yeah. Very Food. exciting for Terrifier 2. Yeah. Awesome, man. I mean, oh, that's, well, that's exciting. Because you're a producer of the I, movie. I'm one of the producers of the movie. <laughs> uh, well, kind of. Yeah, I contributed to the Indiegogo campaign. Yes, so. you did. And I um, should have my names in, name in the credits. So I excited. can't wait to see it. It's going to be so gory. Wait, I know, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, boring. yeah. I, I love the first one. I know you weren't... Initially, a fan. I think you warmed me. Yeah, it. I definitely. It's a, it's like one of those movies that after
0: you watch a couple of times, I mean, yeah. it's just so interesting by how he kills people. So, yeah, I um, think I like, uh, like Mandy. I think I like to think I influenced you on that. And I think you how did for it sure, for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, horror movie trivia. I'm going to let you go first, okay. just because I don't want us to have the same question. Sure. I doubt. I doubt we will. Christopher McDonald, the dad in this film, whose main point, I guess, is to hire the team that tries to take down uh, the collector, is best known for playing the villain in a '90s golf comedy name that movie and his character uh the the movie was happy gilmore <laughs> that's right he was shooter mcgavin the shooter mcgavin that's it <laughs> happy gilmore yeah yeah exactly that's the only thing i can ever i can never not see him as shooter mcgavin when i eat pieces it. of crap like you for breakfast yeah you <laughs> eat pieces of crap, crap for, for breakfast? breakfast not crap no <laughs> <laughs> that's great
0: that's oh great. boy uh the rundown hotel uh In this movie is
1: an homage to a famous horror movie director Who was it? That would be the Argento Hotel. You just watched um, something this morning by uh, Dario Argento, didn't you? Yes. No, I watched it no. last night. Okay, okay. That's what you were saying. You were right. Yeah, it's a Hotel uh-huh. Argento,
0: uh, Dario Argento. Yeah. No, uh-huh. what I watched... Oh, you watched the... Yeah, you watched the... Last night, yeah. I finished watching the remake of Suspiria, remake. which I highly, highly recommend. It was so good. It was long as hell, mm-hmm. but it was gory and disturbing.
1: Very different from the original, too. Oh, yeah. Well, was-
0: I, I still love... Of the color palette, uh-huh. you know, I and that was, I, was I very different actually, about it. I would actually love to redo it because in one of our earlier episodes, you talked I think mm-hmm. we did comparisons between uh, the original and the mm-hmm. remake. Yep, I would
1: actually love to do a complete cast on that. Hmm. Okay. I mean, well, at some point. Not, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, I don't remember being too impressed with it. I I've only seen it once, um, yeah. and uh, I wasn't. You know, I wasn't ever in love with the original Suspiria either. So I, uh, maybe you can maybe you can change my mind about that sometime.
0: I would say watch it again. And I mean, you'll find the aesthetic is very similar. The color palettes. It doesn't have those those like crisp bright colors like, like any other um, Giallo film or, yeah, or an Argento brilliant. film would have, but it it did have a, a toned-down version of that, but it was so much more gory and, and disturbing, but it was really long. I mean, that was the only problem. It was like two hours and 30 minutes. Uh, the other one, because I got into this Giallo kick, I watched um, uh, Dario's uh, opera, which was, it, it was okay.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said that, too. Uh, Okay, Andy's Chainsaw Plot. My Chainsaw Plot today. After being captured by the Collector at the end of the first film, Arkin escapes his clutches. Enter Elena, a rich daddy's girl who ends up in the Collector's lair. When Elena's father sends a team of Special Ops Commandos to return her, Arkin is the only one who can help them get her out alive. Mm -hmm, Very good. This is your spoiler alert. We are talking about The Collection, the sequel to The
0: Collector from 2009. This movie's from 2012. We're going to be talking about its, this movie in its entirety. If you have not seen it, make sure you pause the podcast. Go watch this movie.
1: Come back to find out what we had to say about it. Andy, initial thoughts of The Collection? Sure. Initial thoughts on this. I, I We talked a little bit of last week when we uh, reviewed the original Collector movie, how I like this one a lot better, and I, and I still do. Um, I mean, you've been talking uh, to Anya Gore from Malevolent Productions. Uh, you're going to be on their podcast soon, right?
0: Uh, yeah. I, uh, she's still trying to put everything together with her podcast,
1: but uh, I believe we're going to go uh, Instagram Live tonight at some point. Oh, you're going to Okay, you're going to go Instagram Live with her. That's awesome. I'll have to check that out. Uh, I mean, I really like their stuff, uh, and they they say it's, you know, inspired by music, which I I see in, in their, you know, in what they're trying to do there. In fact, uh, a recent picture I saw had a, a caption that was like some ly- lyrics from Marilyn Manson's "Anti craze Superstar. Was my walkout song when I was uh, when I did MMA. By the way, awesome. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I got kind of the same vibe from this movie. It, it was almost like uh, there were a lot of like shots that uh, you know would have been appropriate in like a, a, a you know a music video, like a '90s uh, horror type music video, like Rob Zombie, Rob Zombie, something like that. Yeah, and I and I got that out of this movie. and I liked that. I liked the aesthetic there. It again, you know, it was it was you could tell it was inspired by seven um, and there was a lot of aspects of saw in it. Yeah, it almost would. You know, with a couple of changes, you could have fit it. It could have been a, a saw, you know, prequel or something like that, which was, was originally intended to be. But I think it's far enough away from that that doesn't, you know, I just I really I, I like this movie and I like it a lot better than the, the original one. So, mm. um I think, you know, we get some insight into The Collector. We didn't get in the first film. Um, And, you know, there's a lot of, and I think you said it too, you you like the original maybe a little better than this one, or maybe you just don't like either of them. I don't know. But um, I think it's got, this is a superior film in my opinion. It's got better gore, better insight of the characters, better story. I think the kills are better. The style is better. So. I like the gore.
0: I like the kills. I, I'm not too sold on the story. I don't like the continuity of it. I, I got the vibe that the collector was more of an idiot savant when it came to these these traps that he laid. Uh, this guy, and we'll get to who he really was. Um, the guy just, the, the, the collector from the, the first movie just seemed like a like a country bumpkin. Okay. You know, that wore a mask, maybe, maybe a little deformed or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the vibe he gave off because, you know, he was just,
1: he was more voyeuristic and, uh, yeah, there, and there was kind definitely. of weird sounds. Right. There was, there was a little bit of a, like a leather thing Correct. going on with him, you know? It, it, yeah. He almost uh, like channeled Leatherface in that one scene when he was watching those, uh, watching that daughter and, the, and her boyfriend. Right. Um, um, so I get what you're saying I get what you're saying but one of my problems and I think I said it on the last podcast was that there really wasn't any background to that guy at all and and I I would rather have it that way than to have it overexplained explained to me uh, but I did like where they went with the character in this um, and I think it added a level of plausibility maybe yeah if you're an idiot savant and he, he can do all of these uh, traps and stuff but making him the person that he was made it more plausible to me that that he would be able to make these traps and stuff.
0: And I agree. I I think one of the problems I had with last week's movie with the collector was, you know, you have no background to this. And they did a perfect job in the first five minutes of this movie, because basically it sets up, you got to, you you, you meet the dad and you meet Elena, two of our main characters for this movie. Uh, They get into a car accident, but then you go, you jump right into that seven title sequence mm-hmm. where it's like exactly like seven where you see bugs and body parts and the the collector walking around his laboratory, mm-hmm. um, a grainy newscast talking about the and, and this is where they explain it is completely unexplained. This is the biggest mass murders we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're freaking info dumping on you. You know, people are being killed at random. There is no pattern to this. Um, somebody's being taken from each murder scene and you know, there's more than fifty people missing. So this has happened multiple times. So, so that's the all the
1: explanation I needed. You know, th- this is typical in horror movies. They they use the opening credits a lot. You have to pay attention to the opening credits a lot of times in horror movies to get what's going on. They they do info dump on you in a lot of a lot of different horror movies. Right, but but to, that's
0: but that also that that kind of tied the two movies together. That beginning yeah. scene it made me you know obviously you, you meet. Two new characters, and we'll get to those. But mm-hmm. I think that title sequence with these newscasts, and then they um, they bring up Arkin. You know, he, mm-hmm. he was a petty thief, and he served his time, and he's one of the guys missing. And then you see this grainy footage of his wife saying, "Please bring him back to me." And it's like, like okay, that's what I need. That, that's what I didn't get in the other movie. Sure, it's just there is no rhyme or reason to why this guy's doing what he's doing, and I'm fine with that. I, I yeah. and I was so good with that
1: but actually, then I also actually like to... that a lot better as a motivation for just no reason. Sometimes it's, it's like more evil than making over explaining it, you know, so right. I'd rather, rather they do it that way. But I, I, think they did give you a reason that he, he was doing all this stuff. And, uh, you're talking think, in this movie. Yeah. In this movie. I, and I, and I think you could, you could have a discussion as to what motivates this guy. And they give you enough background that you can have an interesting discussion about what, what this guy is, is doing and why he's doing it. Um, But to go back to that uh, opening footage, you know, it was very 90s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was actually on an analog TV. (laughs) They had the lines. It was like 480p or 480i, I mean. Uh Um, And there's a whole 90s kind of uh, theme throughout this movie. Um, And obviously it it happens in 2012 because there's like a BlackBerry in it. Yes. Uh, So it's it's not like the, the technology is you could tell that it's like late. 2000 or early 2010s, right? But there's definitely a 90s kind of theme in this movie, and uh, there's other things that that uh, allude to that. I think, or maybe it's that 2012 is too close. It was was only 10 years away from the 90s, and some people still wore braided belts back then. I don't know, (laughs) but um, get get back. I just wanted to mention the car crash at the beginning. What was the point of that whole thing? I, I didn't get. Was it to establish that she? That's why she had a hearing aid, or? Because the, uh, the main I, character has a hearing aid, Elena, yeah, which I, I think don't it, think was ever very important to the movie either. I think maybe an explosion or the loudness of the car because... I, well, yeah, and I get I, that she has, a, she has a hearing aid, but is that really important to the movie? That whole thing could have been... It's, really. That seems like a part of the movie that was maybe explored in an in early script or something got written out. Because it, it occurred, you know, the, her whole hearing aid thing comes in later when that Abby chick shows up. And she mentions it. And that's really the only thing that I can think of that. And again, maybe I didn't. I watched this last night for the most part. I was, <laughs> you know, it's not like The Collector last week where I watched it six weeks ago and forgot a lot of it. But exactly. I, 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 I browsed through the movie last night again and I, and I didn't catch um. Um. I didn't catch what the whole point of ha- her having a hearing aid really was. It wasn't like it. She was able to hear things better or anything like that. Or uh, the only thing that, that that scene did was just flesh out the characters
0: because yeah. you, you, um, Christopher McDonald, like you had mentioned, is the dad. Yeah. Elena's yep. the daughter. But this it this had happened. It had to. Uh, she must have been twelve. Yeah. So she right. must have
1: been eighteen at that. Like mm-hmm. like six years later or something like that. Um. Maybe it's just to uh, kind of. Make the uh, lead character a person with a disability, so we can, you know, but it never became more more inclusive or something. But it never really had a point. The only point that it had in the movie was it got like
0: it had some feedback in it, and she took it out of her or or she brushed it out of her ear, and it (laughs) landed on a bear trap again.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So I, I didn't really get why they included that in the movie unless it was just to be inclusive and you know to a to a character that had a uh, disability i something.
0: have no explanation for that i mean the only thing i knew was mom died dad was going to be there for her more often boom car accident yeah and, I, it?
1: and I don't get I, yeah and obviously the mom the mom wasn't killed by the collector or anything i mean it's it, right i didn't get that vibe I, I, no from it. no and,
0: and again that's that's another part of the story it's like okay but
1: you're well, see, so, and it, what? like I even I went as far as to go to Wikipedia, you know, to clarify uh, what happened there to see if there was any point to the plot with this car crash and and what happened in the beginning, and uh, it. It's a, it actually whoever wrote the Wikipedia entry has the movie wrong because they say uh, it's a, a mysterious stranger uh, breaks her out of the car unless they watch a different edit than I did. But that doesn't happen until the middle of the movie. She has like a flashback where it shows a guy like busting open the window with his elbow. And I think that was uh, that Lucello guy. was That was it? Lucello. Yeah, that was Lucello. Wasn't her, a her,
0: dad, her dad was completely ja- a, broken yeah and half leg His yeah face
1: was like all cut up She's full of glass yeah and he's got like scars you see later and in the, the car moment. is on fire and she's stuck in the car she can't get out like you know she's trying the handle and she can't get out well and it's, it's lucello right yeah and they're so, obvious we'll see to me they're obviously in a limo they this, are they're this in, this in a limo drunk, yeah.
0: you know this drunk dude just rams into him for no reason. Was I, he I, drunk? I, forget, he I was, don't know.
1: There was there was just a car that came out of nowhere. And yeah, well, I'm sure he was, but yeah, that was Lucello. I, yeah, Lucello, because that, yeah, Lucello got him out. Yeah, got her because out.
0: that's exactly you know, how that relationship established between Elena and Lucello why he's so
1: adamant about yeah. finding her. Yeah, somebody should change the Wikipedia entry to this because it's incorrect. It's not a mysterious stranger. That's, 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 yeah, that's absolutely that, wrong. <laughs> so I didn't, well, the point is, though, that I got no insight into why this scene was in there, what the whole the point of the car crash was uh, in the movie from from that entry I, I couldn't figure out any context of that at all uh, but yeah so we, we have this newsreel footage it kind of sets up the movie which a lot of horror movies do they in the opening credits they tell us a lot of information about what's gonna happen in the movie I'll, and stuff I'll like go, that, so and
0: I'll go and I'll just go really quickly that's mm-hmm. that's what helped me and and I was kind of like okay I'm back in again okay like like when we got this it's like okay no rhyme or reason right. 50 people are missing
1: there's so many murders it's like unbelievable so I I was back in. Right. Right. All right. Continue. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine. And, and I think the next, um, remarkable scene that we can talk <laughs> about is the, uh, uh, obviously like, um, so, so Elena, there's this whole scene where her friends call her and we see her Blackberry Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, that that's the whole thing where she takes the, takes the earpiece out of her ear or whatever. And, uh, her, her boyfriend is, what does he say that he doesn't have time for or whatever? No, he actually says, Oh, I got to work later. I've got to work a double shift. Uh,
0: Sorry. I promised to make it up to you. She immediately gets a call from, from like two of her other friends. Right.
1: So they end up at this club. Yeah. And uh, she sees her boyfriend there with another, with another girl. <laughs> she lays him out. Yeah. And, I, and it was, it was a pretty effective scene as far as like making you feel that, you know, yeah. I was, I was like, God, what a dick, you know? Yeah, I know. It totally. <laughs> just, like, like, just, just <laughs> yeah. got off, just got off the
0: phone with him yes. an hour ago saying, Hey, I got to work and he's out here making out with some other girl. at I know a club. really
1: did a good job of making me hate that guy. And That, that, that to me was a great, Character build. It was. It was really. That was a good scene. I, I thought. Uh, I really liked the, the what they did. I don't know what they did. To, in in that it was what maybe five minutes. It was that. I mean, it was so quick. <laughs> Just but hated he, this boyfriend at that. Yeah, I know. But but you
0: also like like the guy seemed their conversation on the phone, the guy seemed like really, you know, hey, look, I'm really sorry I promise right. to make it up to you. And right. then all of a sudden he's there at the club making out
1: with some other girl. Maybe now, that was it. Maybe it was like his sincerity on the phone, the sincerity of his yeah. lie and what a good liar he was It made me just hate him. But, but I was like, oh, look on his man. face? Yes. He
0: goes like this. He just shrugs his yeah. shoulders and goes, mmm, whatever.
1: Right, exactly. And she
0: nails him, like breaks his nose. Now on the opposite end of character build is that her two friends, uh it's her friend and I guess her brother, her friend's yeah. brother. Yep, mm, um, I think that yeah,
1: that's who those two people were.
0: And I just had some nonsense conversation, but yeah, right. um, you know, okay, there there wasn't really any. They they just danced, and then and then we get to our, uh, the scene where uh, Elena sees her boyfriend. She runs. She's trying to find a bathroom, and. She runs into a room and she sees the red case. Yes. Right. So <laughs> from the first movie.
1: Yes, exactly. So and we know what this is. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen the first movie, you, you're you like, whoa, OK, this is this is what this is. There's a person in there. Yeah. Know? And it moves and, and it does. And she opens it up and Arkin's in there. He yeah. falls out. He's all bloodied up and right. just totally jacked up. And he he grabs her and and drops her to the floor and a spear shoots, shoots through the uh, wall. Yeah. Just thump. and uh, that sets an emotion and it sets an emotion. There's a great shot that uh, it's 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 getting a little dated. It's a little CGI ish. You can tell the CGI on it is uh, 2012. You know, it's it's not uh, the the computer technology is coming a long way in eight years. But um, I I thought it was a good complex shot. Trap goes. It shows this trap and, you know, goes back through all the pieces of it. Like like it goes through the. In inner parts of the building right. and watching
0: everything getting set and the the you know the 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 you know the the machine starting to work and everything right. starting to turn and these are bo- these cables are starting to move yeah. and then we get
1: to like the best kill of the movie in my it, opinion sure and I thought it was a good shot it's still to this you know it, it stands up. To this day, as being a good shot in my opinion, I, I thought it was uh, it was entertaining, and I thought it was pretty cool the, w- mm-hmm. the way they did that. But yeah, these combine blades start uh, spinning, or harvester blades, something like that. Yeah, exactly. And uh, this was uh, this <laughs> reminded me of Ghost Ship, where uh, where just a ton of people in a crowded room die, and I guess we wouldn't have this any day today with social distancing. No. Maybe this is less scary in 2020 because uh, we wouldn't be <laughs> yeah, all crowded that, together. That was way back in the <laughs> yeah, past. That it was eight was, years ago. That was ago. eight years so ago so in 2012 ago. when we could gather as a crowd. We were maybe in danger of being killed this way, but this combine sweeps down through the uh, whole dance floor and slaughters everybody, almost everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it, it reminded me a little bit of Ghost Ship. You remember that? Uh, yeah. Where were I do. I think a cable came and decapitated everybody except that little girl. It was
0: such, like, it was so much fun to watch that I... The CG didn't bother me.
1: No, no, it didn't bother me either. No. I, and I
0: watched it and I'm I was saying like, that, that was fun. Whoa, hey. Yeah, and they yeah. kept going and then yeah. hit the DJ and it, it, <laughs> it the brother. Of that of, of Elena's friend, he's just sitting there dancing, going "Hey!" and then boom, he's done. <laughs> right. So, so, so to me, going back to those characters, you know, they didn't really have a whole lot to. You know, okay, so she she got taken to this club by her friends, right. and that's it. That's, that's it? her
1: point is to get her to the club, I think, and yeah, then get get mercilessly slaughtered by the uh, collector's trap here. Um, and yeah, it was it was a good scene. I think it was a good mass slaughter scene. I, um, you know, like I said, it, it it's it's memorable for sure. Like like the ghost ship scene. So um, I don't know that it's as plausible as the ghost ship scene, but <laughs> it's, that's really not. I think killed mean, less pretty... people than this. Once those blades started coming down, people get out. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. well, he locked the door. Her boyfriend, ha- yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, he happened. Her boyfriend somehow happened to survive. Yeah, he got. Oh, he got his finger cut off. He
0: he got underneath it. He fell yeah, to the floor and he got his hand cut. It. Yeah, and somehow uh, he got killed by a sword later. Like like, yeah, there's like this something. Yeah, like It was
1: a sword, wasn't it? Yeah, it was that's like, what I thought. It was like a katana that came out of yeah. the wall. Boom. Different trap. Killed that him and a chopped him in half. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. uh, so so Arkin gets out uh, basically yeah. at this. He, he gets he, out of the, the room. Confusion, he gets out. Um, and then he's in a he's in a hospital. And uh, Elena gets trapped. Uh, she gets, she's does she get in a case or how does she get into? the- She game?
0: gets taken by the collector. You don't see what happens to her until later. But we mm-hmm. forgot the the platform scene where the rest of the people that were in the club are trapped into this cage thing where he just comes down oh, on them right. and squishes them. That's that's right. where they try to like build this relationship between Elena and her friend, like all their best friends, and oh you're dying or whatever.
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. So the collector right. takes him.
0: Elena. Um, <laughs> this is a great scene. And the, the boyfriend gets even more messed up because he's already dead. He got chopped in half by a katana. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Arkin needs <laughs> Arkin to Arkin grabs it, his yeah. body, jumps mm-hmm. out the window, and uses him as a cushion with <laughs> land right. a landlock. That's right. That
1: was pretty great, actually. And kind of, uh, all, of this, all of this stuff that happens to this guy, you, you're kind of like... Happy happens to him because of yep. what a jerk they've set him up to be, and they just you know did such a good job of making him a, a jerk in the five minutes you know him. That you uh, talk
0: about plausibility, everything that ha- happens to Arkin in this movie. Oh my dude,
1: yeah. he'd be dead oh, yeah. three and, well, times. I think over. in the first movie he had a lot of stuff happen to him too. He's a, he's yeah. a bit of a superhuman, like the uh, like the collector himself. So yep. <laughs> exactly right.
0: So yeah, we uh, we
1: uh, meet up with Arkin in the hospital. Um... Yeah, basically that whole scene just sets up her dad is hiring a team to go in and and get her. They've they've traced the collector back to right. where his lair or whatever. And, you know, I think the whole point of, uh, you know, Shooter McGavin being in this movie is is uh, that he he hires this team to get his daughter
0: out. Right. right. You know? And gives you a little bit of a character background on Lucello as if he's he's been a, a confidant of the family for a right. long time, like a second father to Elena. So he's yeah. very adamant about finding her and getting her, her home safe. So. Right. Yeah, they they build this team
1: of special ops people and to go find her. And Arkin says that he Arkin's got these marks on his arm where he's as he's gone back to his lair, he's cut his arm to be able to tell his way back to it or whatever. That was so whatever. dumb. That was dumb. Yeah, that was whatever. So that dumb. was not
0: exactly. So like he, he cut his arm is like, "Okay, there's a right here, a left." Yeah. And he's not even like looking. He's looking at, yeah. "Okay, left." All right, turn right. Hey, we're here. And it was in a bank. <laughs> they,
1: can't, they can't be all awesome, you know. The whole movie can't be awesome. I agree. That was a little contrived, yeah. but uh, so they end up in the in the collector's uh, um, lair. Uh, we we first see Elena there. She uh, gets out. She did get out. She used her bra to get out, which is yeah. actually pretty creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she ends up like in his lab, and there's this. Uh, I thought this was an interesting scene where uh, interesting prop, I should say, was the uh, like the eviscerated woman laying on the table oh, with yeah. her guts up in that net. I don't know. It was almost like he would age uh, steak for aged beef or something. You know, <laughs> like I don't know what he was trying to do there. Trying to I, tell I mean, us he's cannibal? Uh, is he? I mean, I don't know. I I feel like his uh, like he's a. Um, obviously he's an entomologist you know and yeah, I don't know if you want that. to talk about this right now I have some theories that, you know they've given us enough information here to have kind of a conversation about what is driving this guy you know and, and I feel like he's an entomologist and what he's doing you know in that, in that end scene he's got this museum of he, humans that he's in, assembled into like weird insect type creatures is that so what you got from it that's what I, I got from it only like those cases had if you looked at what those were those were people who had been assembled into like insect type. Uh, they, they had their heads and stuff, but they were inse- like insect bodies that he had created out of human parts. I guess I could see that. The, the,
0: I guess the one that really like brings to mind is the, the woman where it's just like her chest and her right. face. Yeah. And her arms are out and it's like almost like a butterfly right. where, where her skin's kind of hanging. I could see it with that. To <sighs> It just didn't make any sense because, like, they go into another room at some point in the movie, and it's just art. I mean, it has no con- continuity.
1: That's true. That
0: it's just, like, like, like sadistic art, and that's it all is, it is. It yeah. doesn't have, like, this, okay, he's an entomologist, and we find that out at the end, but what's the point? I mean, it's, okay, so you're doing this, and you created this, but you also have this art, and, and it's just paintings. Yeah. That, that has nothing to do with that.
1: Yeah. Well, I think one of his motivations was uh, yeah, it was it was this art you know he was creating these uh, sculptures of you know humans as insects or something like that well, and I, obviously he has an interest in insects from his uh, entomology background
0: and that's that's for sure because like like when you were saying when um when uh, Elena gets out I mean he he pulls a bunch of tarantulas out right and just, they start crawling around and she's freaking out but he ends up leaving because he hears an alarm going off but right
1: uh, so R- that, so that, yeah, yeah that happens right and I thought that was a a pretty good scene too actually and like the collector there's there's also like a lot of spider references going on here which there weren't wasn't the first movie too i thought the collector's eyes have some sort of like uh, that reflective thing that cats have in there, the tapetum lucidum or whatever that is that reflects light right um you, you can you know when you get shots of his eyes they're like reflecting back at you yeah so i don't know what what that was supposed to mean um maybe he is part bug or something i don't know but maybe that's why he's able to take all these these beatings right well you saw yeah that's true um you saw that more in the first movie i mean you saw a little bit in this one mm-hmm. but well i think there's there, in the first one they, they actually had a close-up on like a spider and stuff and they kind of like made a comparison to him and a spider did yeah well and he he picked it up and he threw it out the window like he was saving yeah him. right right um
0: but there was a there was one scene so again continuity there's one a jump scare mm-hmm. like where where Elena's in the case and he, he had he had drugged this this dude up uh and put the <laughs> the homage to leatherface that that mask that he makes him wear like the yeah. zombies yeah mm-hmm. um so he peeks in there, so it's like a jump scare, but that, like just normal brown eyes or whatever. Right. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That, so when he's wearing his mask, he has these reflective eyes. A lot of times, because he didn't. I you actually saw his eyes in that scene. Yeah. Huh. And they weren't. They didn't. Yeah. I. I didn't catch that. But. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, I don't know, there's a lot of spider references, and then, yeah, he does, he lets out all, the, all these tarantulas, and they, uh, like, uh, Elena has to, you know, they're, they're to flush Elena out, yeah. and uh, she has to, like, let him crawl over her face, Fear Factor style, to uh, to not give up her position. That,
0: so. That's a brave soul. See, I <laughs> spiders don't bother me, so yeah, I, mm-hmm. I could let a tarantula crawl on me, sure. mm-hmm. but not on my face. Yeah, yeah. I, don't I don't know, that'd be, I mean, a, that'd I be a stretch for me, too. I of, of being <laughs> able to hold a tarantula. I know they're not dangerous. <laughs> sure. They're great spiders, you Mm
1: -hmm. know, again, but I wouldn't let one crawl on my face. I don't think I would like one crawling on my face either. I, I, (laughs) You know, uh, and uh, like Sarah, my wife is very terrified of spiders. This scene freaked her out, I think. So (laughs) (laughs) So, so it was a it was an effective, scary scene if you're scared of spiders. But uh, and in this scene, we also catch the collector's face like through a jar or one of these jars I, you had said that and yeah. i didn't notice it. i guess i wasn't paying close enough attention yeah and i should have showed you showed it to you when we were talking before this but because um, i still i still my rental on amazon is still valid so, <laughs> so i can go review it but uh yeah you see his face at the, so that team sets the team shows up at the house right. at the lair or whatever you want to call this it's like a warehouse mm-hmm. and uh some alarms go off and um and uh, he's distracted from him, his trying to find Elena. You know, he he thinks there's something in this laboratory he's got or whatever. And these alarms go off and he's distracted and he leaves. Uh, and as he leaves, you see he's taking his mask off and you see his face. And he, he looks like a lot better looking guy than I imagine. I, I figured he was like, uh, I don't know, Freddy Krueger underneath that or That's something like thought. that. I you thought, know? like like. You know, if if you've ever seen Jason Voorhees' face, right. I thought it was like like maybe a
0: not as as deformed look as that, but right. just like like that's what the vibe
1: I got in the first movie. This is why it's like, and in the final scene when you actually get an idea of what this guy actually looks like, he's obviously just a normal looking guy. Yeah, and you don't really see his face because the camera work at the end of that was fantastic, but right. it's just like right what <laughs> right. So the team is here, uh, they they come in, and it's, it's like a. Basically, stereotype a bunch of uh, special forces people. <laughs> <laughs> he kills one dude right away, just yeah, stabs oh yeah. the hell out of yeah, him. Yeah, and it's, it, that, I, I really like that kill. Um, the red shirt guy, uh, yeah, <laughs> the exactly. Star Trek red shirt guy, I guess. <laughs> he's basically there to get killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a, uh, you know, he's the first to go. It's a pretty nice kill. It, it was like a Giallo homage. You've got the black gloves, the knife, the mask. Um, and I'm wondering if, like, you know, I, I've i seen Suspiria and I've seen a couple other giallo films, but I wonder if I was really a uh, a giallo aficionado, if I'd have uh, caught some references here. I'm wondering if there, I, there's I like a reference. I think because
0: we've seen a lot of horror movies that, yeah. that we picked up on that, but I think you're exactly yeah. right because actually I did watch opera. It had the same kind of camera shots where it's just you see the right. hand or the arm doing that, right. but stabbing through the dude's hand and, yeah. it, and it's oh, yeah. just like some of these stab scenes were just great you yeah. like, ooh, ooh, that
1: it kind of makes you cringe a little it's bit. It's a very giallo-ish Type knife too, you know, it's that 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 kind of curved blade kind of curves like that and stuff. Yeah, it's it was a that was a nice kill. The first kill uh, there was uh, was pretty nice, but then you also meet the you
0: like the scene with um, with the because there's a. those fly, yeah. Things. So there's this
1: f- the fly zapper scene, yeah. Yeah, so um, I don't know what this is. This is like his body part disposal area or where he just keeps uh, like the extra body parts he doesn't need or yeah, something Yeah, well, you like see them, I mean, you yeah. see them just all piled up. Very reminiscent of seven here. There's like mm-hmm. uh, you know, the there's all these fly zappers all over the place. It's kind of like the uh, air freshener scene in, and in seven, Floss scene in, in seven, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it, it's kind of like that. Um, that's the vibe I got out of it. The uh, the fly zappers kind of give a flickery light and it um, uh, you know, he got the, all that going. <laughs> I, I like that scene. I, I don't know what that was supposed to be, if it was like his body part disposal or what. That's where, like, well, obviously there was like a like a laundry chute or something that went down there. Yeah, <laughs> and it that's is. where he's and dumping It comes his body into part.
0: play later, like twice in the movie. Um, but that's also like a scene I was really not a big fan of. Um, yeah, because all zombies. the people. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> people say, or somebody had mentioned zombies. Oh, no, they're real people. But, you know, because, because uh, Arkin had been there. No, they're beat into submission and they're pumped full of drugs and, you know, they basically just become like his slaves or whatever to attack. And it's just like, and they're so, all wearing
1: the same mask. Right. So I like this scene. Actually. I didn't. So I, I liked how they said those aren't zombies. Those are people, you know, mm-hmm. because it's 2012 and we're already sick of zombies <laughs> <laughs> at that time. Uh, but I thought uh, I thought it was a nice touch. And I thought that like it, co- they could have delved in a little bit more. Uh, you know, they, they ended up shooting all these people Oh, and, yeah. and they just shot them. They shot him like uh, with no remorse or anything like that. And I thought it would have been maybe more interesting if they'd have, uh, you know, kind of kind of made that an awful experience for them, Like they had to shoot these people. But they're actually they're actually this guy's victims, no, too. You but know,
0: that's what I'm saying. And, and even if that was the case, you know, where they had guilt, there was that there would at least be something there. I didn't like it also for the fact that they just were like willy-nilly. Oh, yeah. No, they did. They just mowed them down. down. I,
1: absolutely, they did. They, they mowed them down, and I thought that was a missed opportunity. You're right. I mean, the, the, this guy had essentially done what, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer sent out to do and made zombies oh, out of people. there's
0: yeah, the, <laughs> the problem. It, it's like, okay... You know this guy has no rhyme or reason yet he's building an army i <laughs> think i mean it's
1: dumb it, you know it i, I thought it uh, it was an excuse to have um, a jump scare and some other stuff. I, I get it it's it's a contrived scene yeah. it's kind of silly it's very implausible but uh, i thought it set up a i don't know kind of scary scene there that uh, you know that that I didn't think it was it was that bad, but, but and again,
0: I'll go back to what you said that we're tired of zombie. We were tired by of zombie movies by 2012, and yes, we absolutely were. But it also set up for a scene later in the movie with him with the gun. Yeah, because one right. of the one of the mercenaries drops their gun, he picks it up.
1: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like okay. Right. So then we have the exploding head scene. Oh yes, this, this guy comes but out. There's two kills right there yeah. that like back to back that are great. There there are yeah, and actually I actually really like this. Uh, so this guy comes out and he said, you can't escape or whatever he's saying. He's, he's telling them that they're basically trapped here. And yeah. uh, and he's got something around his neck. His head blows up and it blows all sorts of like matter and blood onto that. This uh, D bag jock guy who is uh, one of the one of the mercenaries that has been hired here. Or a terrible haircut. <laughs> yeah, and he does have a terrible haircut. And then he gets uh, speared by a trap. There's the spears that come down from the ceiling. And yeah, overall, I, like I said, it was two great kills in a row yeah now the CGI and the exploding head is also getting a little da- uh, dated I think but the spear kill was actually really abrupt yeah. and like the whatever yeah. pro- whatever weaknesses in the CGI I think just added to that scene because mm-hmm. it did look a little you know almost like um there was, you, you, there was there was a little dating on the CGI there but I thought it just added to it because it made it more like like uh, shaky the one or thing, juddery or whatever. Yeah, the one thing I loved about it was it was immediate. Yeah. You know, this. Mm-hmm.
0: There, there was this kind of this build, uh, uh, and, you know, um, uh, Lucello realizes he has a bomb. Get back! Yeah. Boom, heads explode, and boom, spikes come <laughs> down, and that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. that. That was two great kills in a row there. That there was, was a really good scene following
0: that, because Arkin ends up getting away, and he goes into this room. He gets through, like, this wall of nails, and he goes into this room and there's this one bulb and it's it's been used so many times before where it flickers on and then off. And it's so inconsistent. But like the the fact that the collector comes in behind him as it's flickering and then when it goes black, you think he's going to grab him. But the collector's right there and Arkin's gone. And that was a great twist for that me. that was a really
1: great. Yeah, I, I really love that. that. I, and I rewinded it
0: uh, one other time. So
1: I was like. Did I just see that? Yeah, that that, that was, was a good great. reversal on that. I, I love that scene too. That that's, yeah, that is really great.
0: I I, I, I yeah, that was fantastic. Uh, he ends up finding the hatch uh, the first time he uses the hatch. He hides in there and he's holding on to it cuz one of the
1: mercenary guys tries to get him. So You uh, must have liked that about the last house cuz that had a like a trash chute too, didn't it? Or like a oh laundry yeah, shoot. that's right.
0: Through through uh <laughs> Maybe that's why he <laughs>
1: added that to this to his lair. He was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, that was actually very useful in my when I do when I, in the last one that I was in." Um I like this scene with the the hook that goes through the bottom of that guy's jaw. That was memorable. I thought when yeah yeah Arkan we should is, probably
0: start getting to the end. Um, yeah,
1: Ar- when Arkin was you know trying to warn him, about the hook goes through the uh, guy's jaw. Yeah, because
0: yeah. the the mercenaries end up finding him because Arkin had gotten away. Uh, that the mercenary guy hits him in the back of the head, knocks him out <laughs> immediately because you know the the collector has this hook with a rope. Yeah, and this is where you realize that okay, so the the Collector is like also a mercenary because this guy could fight, so he puts it through this guy's neck. Yeah. He, he grabs onto the guy, comes down, and then <laughs> puts the rope down, and then, um, you know, fights these guys off and then cuts the rope and he goes back up <laughs> like Batman. <laughs> he he was I'm like, like Batman, the hell, you're right, dude.
1: Yeah, uh, you're right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, maybe entomologists also have special forces training, I'm not sure. Um, Obviously. they probably have to go to like jungles and stuff, so who knows? I don't know. Um, it's getting a little long here. Are we, are we talking about the, collect, the collection a little too long? <laughs> no, I think we're getting we're getting really close to the end. Paz okay. gets captured. Uh, he actually has
0: this already set up to where Paz is getting tor- She She's in this like net of razor blades and it keeps cutting into her. Yep. Uh, but he has a microphone there. He sets it up uh, the speaker into another room where the first guy that got the red shirt that got yeah. killed yeah. has a bomb strapped to him. That's right. So, okay. Cello goes and like looking for her but realizes it's a speaker and says, I got to get the hell out of here because it's going explode and all these like squibs or whatever start going off mm-hmm. they break through this window they find elena and they find pause <laughs> and this is where the collector comes in with a gun yeah and two dogs
1: yeah i know again the dogs man i don't know the yeah.
0: dogs attack yeah. they kill the dogs yeah again with uh, the, dog, the gun the know. gun runs out of bullets collector bails um, yeah, and then Lucello's stuck. He's on one of the booby traps. Mm-hmm. Oh, we forgot. Uh, we
1: forgot. Uh, uh, what's her name? Abby. Abby. Yeah, it, this is a character that I did not. I found this character very annoying. It was obviously clear that she was uh, with the collector, you know, and had yeah. been Stockholm syndromed or something like that. She had like goofy makeup on and just, it, it wasn't a real creative character. But the Iron Maiden kill that she, she took, I
0: enjoyed that. Yeah, she basically turns on the group yeah. and she puts her hand into like some nails and she pulls it off, and it activates this Iron Maiden thing where closes in on her. I love that. And the
1: overuse of the blood just sprays <laughs> into her face, so she's dead. Yes. And it, and I think maybe they made her annoying so that I would en- you'd enjoy the Iron Maiden that she took, but you know you don't see an Iron Maiden use that often, and, and uh, that, was that was pretty great. That was very That was well, probably it. the yeah. best Iron Maiden death I've seen in a movie. In a long time. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> so I, then well, he, you get to the end, and he's got this art, art museum, and uh, that's where we see these sculptures he's made with the uh with the body parts right um you know, and again, I, I think this gives us enough background on him that uh, we didn't have to sit through something that shows that he was like traumatized by bullies who put bugs on him or something, leading him to becoming an entomologist or anything stupid like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we get enough of that. We, uh, you know, I, I think you could have a good discussion about what's motivating this guy. But anyway, the building is burning. Uh, Elena breaks some of the exhibits and releases uh, what? Like, there's water in there? Yeah. Wouldn't that? Wouldn't any kind of um like flambam- would, would that for, would, like an I? wouldn't be flammable. A, yeah. And
0: mom- <laughs> No, it's actually just water. Just, just yeah, tap water. I would think that would... Dec- putting out the flames because basically uh, um, um, Arkin had pushed the collector you know, down the, that chute again. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: <laughs> Yeah. So, and, and like during this time, the cops are there, the fire department is there because they've like... T- taking a shot out the window and the, somebody's called the cops on this place. Right. Um, which, you know, it, it was kind of a boring scene, but what are in contrived as well. But um, so the cops are there. They, the fire department's trying to cut through this and the collector's trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they throw the collector down that chute start him on fire yeah and then the I, I liked this slow motion here it was kind of uh I don't know maybe it was kind of hokey or whatever but I, I dug it it was like finally this guy's been beaten you know and the the door falls down because mm-hmm. the firefighters have cut through the door so the whole thing just kind of falls and Arkin and Elena are standing there alive right I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a good scene. I liked the scene. I yeah. thought it was, maybe it was kind of hokey and kind of silly, but I thought it was kind of a badass scene. I, um, I liked the look of it. The I the did shot, it. The I, fact that it fell and the light yeah, came in. Yeah, that was awesome, I that thought. That was a I, good I really, shot. That you can a, call it hokey or silly or whatever, but it was badass. The shot, I no, the shot itself was great. Yeah, I thought the shot was great, so that's oh. what I, I really liked that. Uh, then... We go to the collectors. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elena
0: reunites with her dad. Yeah, um, all that. You follow this guy into his house. Um, right. You know, he turns on the music. And it's then like then an early music. 20th century neoclassical style house that he lives <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> and then some heavy metal music comes on. Yep. And he's looking around. He's looking around. And a click, a gun up to his head. Um, and it's Arkin. Arkin's. Yes. Basically had found the collector, found out he's an entomologist and said, uh, he, he said, are you going to kill me? He goes, nope, I'm going to make you experience what I've experienced. Then I'm going to kill you. Yes. And he kicks him into uh, into the
1: uh, trunk. And then bashes his <laughs> hand multiple, <laughs> times, multiple in times in there, which is very satisfying to watch because this guy has just been a terrible person he throughout was. two movies. And uh, let's, again, just talk about his, his uh, what, like not what I'd picture the collector to wear in, in, when he's lounging about his house. Like Lee, mm-hmm. Levi denim jacket on. It's like what I went on a date on in high school. It's Like <laughs> braided leather belt and a Levi's denim jacket, man. I mean, this super 90s guy, man. I think he's just, uh, he's upset that the 90s are no, it's no longer the 90s. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I i didn't think that who the
0: who that's the, the I, collector was going to be. I thought it was going to be a Jason Ward. Yeah, who's just I, kind of.
1: I uh, guess I, I they, don't know what Jason Voorhees uh, does when he's lounging around his house, not killing people. But uh, you know, I, I'm I, sure I, he doesn't look guess, normal. Yeah, well, he doesn't look normal. Picture him wearing his face. picture him wearing the one piece, you know, uh, uh, suit that he that he generally wears. Maybe he takes the hockey mask off when he's at home. But oh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, man. The uh, collector really uh, really has a different look going when he's killing people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the gimp. And then there's the uh, the credits at the end. It, it kind of goes through all of the kills that you've seen, and uh that was kind of an interesting nice touch too that was fun it was a fun way to end yeah. the movie um, yeah. all right I think we hit
0: it at 47 minutes um, right. anything else I, I think that's that's
1: all the uh, remarkable scenes about the movie I <laughs> all right well I'll tell you um, I'm gonna let you rate it first all right well I'm gonna give it uh, I liked this movie like I said I, I enjoyed the kind of triumphant end against this uh, awful guy and uh, I really did like that scene it was really pretty cool how that fell down and the you know, the style of the end scene. Uh, I thought it had some great gore. I thought, like I said, they gave us enough background on the collector to make it interesting, but not overdo it and, like, come up with some stupid story that, that uh, makes you roll your eyes or something. I'm going to give it three stars. Okay. Uh, I agree. Gore, I think some of the shots were brilliant.
0: You know, some of the looks were great. Um, man, I just didn't like the zombie scene. I didn't like the consistency of what, you know, his sculptures and then the, the art and he was an entomologist. You found that out. He was one of 14 in the city. Um I had a completely uh, different concept of who the killer was from the first movie. So right. so to throw that in my face, that was not a twist. That was just dumb. You know, no rhyme to the reason. I get that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, because I got that at the beginning of the movie. So that tied both movies together. And if that continued, Whatever. You know, I don't like we said with the first movie last week is like, you know, OK, fine. That If that's what it is, I don't need a Jason Voorhees backstory. I don't need a Freddy Krueger or a Michael Myers.
1: Right.
0: But you're telling me two different things, you know, or showing me two different things. This this first guy is, you know, a tall maybe kind of a Jason Voorhees looking person. And I mean, that's what I pictured too. So and just and being voyeuristic because there was nothing yeah. voyeuristic about this guy. This guy was like very calculated and very, uh, yeah. you know, just everything was set kind of a, uh, you know, like a John Doe from seven. Everything kind of really had to fall into place perfectly. And it didn't. <laughs> it yeah. just didn't. I love the gore. I, I love the kill scenes. You know, the CGI didn't take me out of it. I didn't like the zombies. I didn't like the overall story. And, you know, no character builds. I mean, you, OK, Arkin is like su- superhuman because he could survive a lot. <laughs> he got stabbed is. through the cheek for God's sake. He did
1: get stabbed through the cheek. That was a good scene. Like too. all the way through. Yeah, it, and it, it looked great. it was. great. It looked awesome. and That was a great, great uh, stabbing scene. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. Um, I mean, both movies have their flaws
0: and I'm not going to go higher on this one for the gore because there was some good gore in the first. I'm going
1: to go to again two two stars. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I, I'm I, I liked it better than the first one. And I thought that uh, I thought it actually kind of. Um improved upon the first one like I, I probably wouldn't have watched the collector again if i hadn't seen this one and uh that i i don't know i just found it to be a superior movie and it uh for me was more entertaining than the first one i i there was a lot of entertainment to it i love
0: i guess what i liked about the first one was the uniqueness of it sure of a home invasion slash slasher sure this was a straight up slasher man <laughs> so,
1: so uh, you know here's the question is it good bad or classic? It's good. I think it's good too it's good I, I mean it's definitely worth watching I especially wouldn't say it's if you're, bad. especially if you're a uh, fan of like a stylized kind of horror mu- music video type type horror that's uh, I think it's a, a it had a lot of good style in it. There we go. All right. Two or three from
0: Andy, two from me. Next week, we're talking about You Should Have Left, the new Kevin Bacon movie, the Atticus Institute, to follow up. We got a nice lineup coming up in August. Uh, September, I'm actually looking forward to because we're going to do 1980s Forgotten Slasher, Mm -hmm. Treasure Chest. Uh, Some (laughs) great movies in there. And then I can't believe, man, we're only a couple of months away from Shocktober. Really coming on us, isn't it? Yeah. So those are going to be all movies, Halloween-themed movies. I believe we're going to have a special guest on our first show of that. All right, everybody, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening to episode number 70 of the Horrorphoria podcast. Go like us on all of our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and uh, if you take some time, give us that five star on your review. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.